Hi, good morning, everyone. Um, and we're we're going to get into the word today, and we've been talking about agents of change uh, for the last couple of weeks. So we're going to get back into that particular word, and and you know, as we've been talking about, you know, sometimes we're either an agent of change or we're submitted to an agent of change, or we're in a situation that's, that's creating an agent of change. And we've talked about sometimes that's the hardest thing for us to do is change because we think change is a replacement. But it really is an opportunity to to transform or to evolve. The scripture says, uh, be not conformed to this world, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, so, so like, it's like every time I, I, I figure something out or 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 time, every time I realize something, I, it's something else I need to know. And then once I get that, it's something else I need to know. We were talking uh, yesterday, uh, guy talk, uh, the topic was the elusiveness of consistency. And, you know, and I, I you know, I shared a lot of, of my life and my testimony. And I shared this with my wife one day. We was, we was uh, probably this week we was, uh, we was out running. And I said, you know, sometimes I know too much. I'm not making a statement like I'm sweet. What I'm saying is... I, what I know can can stifle me for what I need to know. So every day I have to challenge myself to find out what I don't know, not trying to prove what I do. I have to challenge myself to press beyond what I've realized to find out what, what's, what I'm not realizing. Because actually what I know has yielded the results that are in my life. So if I want something different, that means I have to open myself up to something else besides what I've already considered, right? So let's say if I, if, I, if I understand, so Trina, I can understand the place I'm in. I can understand how I got there. I can understand why I do what I do. But, but that only assists me in doing what I'm already doing. I'm just stating the obvious. I'm trying to get beyond that. I'm trying to evolve. I'm trying to get to what God wants for me. And it's not me saving face justifying my position, excusing behavior, or watering it down. Not just for me, myself, but for others. Sometimes we could know we need to change. We could see somebody else need to change. We're the agent of that change. We won't give them the truth because we got to see what we need to do. So oh, I, can't, I don't want to share this with them because as soon as you open your mouth, the first thing you think about is what? You. And then you hold back because you go, well, you know, I'm, I'm not doing everything I need to do. You know what I'm saying? So who am I to judge this person? So now everybody's stuck. You're the agent of change. You're not going to share your truth, right? You're not going to receive the truth you need to change. We all stuck. But sometimes when you reach out to share that truth, you, you, it challenges you to embrace the truth you've been in denial to. One thing about counsel, what me and my wife learn is the more we counsel people, the more we learn. <laughs> you know, and if, 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 if we can't, the stuff that we, we, you know, sometimes you can forget about stuff. Oh, that's right. I learned that in counseling. You know what I'm saying? Well, we can't forget about nothing because we are constantly in counseling. And then we sit down and go, hey, that's a good one right there. We could use that one. <laughs> right? As opposed to, well, I don't want to share this because it's something I need to do. So, so, so with that in mind, let's get, let's get into just uh, some of the things we talked about 
some of the things we're going to talk about today. So the key to change is opening up to what you don't know. The key to change is opening up to what you don't know. Not proving what you do. You already know what you know. Hey, I'm going to help you. What you know is what you know, and you know it. <laughs> All right? And now look at where you are, and that's been a result of what you know. Where you want to go is what you need to know. Does that make sense? Especially if it's, if, if it's any level of weight, craziness, pressure, and frustration around you, right? I mean, is, was, was that pastor being too harsh or? Yeah, okay, all right, cool. Um, so, so <laughs> see, see, if we don't find out what we don't know, uh, we're limited to uh, stale information. So a person with stale information doesn't grow. So, so, so the scripture even says it, right? I know I don't have this for you guys online yet. I mean, because people online get to read out all the scriptures, but this wasn't in my notes. But Matthew 6, you know, give us this day our daily bread. That means I got some bread. I got some rhema, which is revelation knowledge. I got some revelation knowledge. But if, I'm, if the Lord says, we should be praying to get our daily bread. I got to go back and get some more tomorrow. And guess what? When I wake up the next day, I got to get some more. But I, there's not a day I wake up that God doesn't have new information for me. Not one day I wake up. Like, like it's not one day I wake up and I, you know, I wake up, you get up in the morning, <laughs> wake up, hey, hey, hey. Oh, man, what you mean y'all ran out? You got a new information? Man, all right, man, I just roll with this old information I got, you know. Thanks, man. Like, it's not one day you roll up on God and he go, ah, Tanya, that's a tough one. That's a tough one right there. I don't know what to do with that. No, 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 no. Scripture says his wisdom is unsearchable. It's like it doesn't bottom out in Isaiah. It doesn't bottom out. So, 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 so every day there's a daily bread, some nourishment of wisdom and knowledge God has for you that's intended to facilitate another level of evolvement or transformation or change, okay? All right, so, so new revelation equals new destinations. New revelation equals new destinations. Trying to get somewhere different, you need some new revelation. And you know how you struggle with the God life? You ever just struggle with the whole God life? Even if you're a Christian. You know how sometimes you struggle with... Y'all know what I'm talking about? Don't make me come and read your mail now. You know what I'm talking about. You struggle with the God. You know, because you live in this world. And we hate circumstances, don't we? When things are funky. You know, when things are crazy, you just hate this stuff. And so sometimes you, 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 you might uh, struggle with the, the whole God life. And, and this is the thing. So it may affect your consistency to keep getting that daily bread. Because you may not feel like it, right? But it's not based on how you feel. So, so ask yourself this question. What would you do if you weren't afraid? What would you do if you weren't afraid? I tell you one of the things you would do, you would change. You would change if you wasn't afraid. So, so, so what God does, he places people in our lives to assist us in the transforming and the purpose. Now, now, we may be okay with 
just being comfortable or uh, being able to buy the things we want. We may be okay with just uh, the, the, the relationship. I mean, you know, some people are okay with a, a body. You know, there's a body around. You, you know, I'm not being cold, but, you know, you know, I've been in this world in a couple of weeks. I'll be 58. Well, we're getting close to 60. But uh, but I've noticed that in my life, sometimes I was so cool, cool with the body. You know, it's just a body. Um, but but that's not with God. That that doesn't a body doesn't facilitate purpose at all. Doesn't challenge you to purpose. Doesn't assist you in getting to purpose. May at times assistance in some moments of pleasure. But 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 it's just a body. Uh, actually, if we're honest, it creates more vexation because you know you're you know a, a body doesn't know how to value and appreciate you uh, like like a purpose partner does. And sometimes we run from the ages of change because they're challenging. A uh, young man shared this yesterday. I told you we talked about guy talk, the elusiveness of consistency. So a young man, uh, he chimed in. He's a chaplain at. Uh, for the basketball team, uh, UNC Charlotte. And he says, uh, he says, you know, when I, when I thought about this message, it made me think about uh, going to the barbershop, getting a haircut. He said, it's, like, he says, you go through a lot of barbers because it's hard. <laughs> Not you, Tori, talking about us. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just thinking with you. All right. But, you, you know, you go through a lot of barbers because uh, they don't always get your hair right. You know what I'm saying? So, so he was like, every time they mess up, I just go to a barber. And now I'm sure the ladies deal with this with the, what do y'all call them? Hairdressers? Okay. Hairstylists, you know, uh, beauticians. Is they, they still use that word? No? All right. Thanks, Tanya. Right, so, but, but, but you go through that because you're just trying to get your hair right, right? You know, you want somebody to, to treat your hair right. So what he said was, he says, I wasn't giving nobody a chance. Like, they mess up the first time, I'm going to another one. They mess up, I go to another one. Mess up, go to another one. He says, but I realize it's a relationship. So to get my hair right, they may have to mess up a couple times. Right? For, so in other words, for me to really facilitate this, this, this change, and I told him what I do, what I've learned to do is, you know how you sit in a, you sit in a chair. I'm still talking about ages of change. And uh, so, as a, so I'm sitting in there. I'm paying him. But a lot of times you feel like you're subject to them. Like whatever they tell you, that's what you got to do. And, and I realized, well, wait a minute. No, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the customer. No, no. So what I need you to do is this. The way you do, I have a weird pattern in my head. So the way you do is this. You have to do this, this, like that. And if they get it, fine. But I had one person tell me, no, nah, that's not how you want to cut this hair. Mind you, I've been with this hair for 50-something years, but I'm sure you know better than I do. I'm, I left that barber because now we couldn't even establish a relationship, right? So, so, so I think it's the same way when God says ages are changed in your life. We're looking for the comfortable person. The person just likes you all the time, pumps you up all the time, calls you every moment of every hour. But that agent of change sometimes going to let you stay in your funk, sometimes going to challenge you, sometimes going to say the things that you don't like, sometimes going to say the truth that you don't want to hear. Right? So we got a yes, I got a hmm. There's a couple of amens in there. But, but, but these, these are what the, these agents of change are, are, are sent in our life to transform us to purpose. So, so no greater love than this than a man has 
Greater love than this no man has. Greater love than this than no man has for his friend, that he'll lay down his life for that friend. Lay down his like for that friend. Lay down what's important to him to do what's best for them. Right? It's a John 15, 13. That's an audible. Um, but so, like in my life, I would rather do what's best for you at the expense of me than doing what's best for me at the expense of you. You see the difference? Like, like some of us as parents, I, 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 I love parents, uh, but sometimes parents don't do what's best for their kids. They do what's comfortable for them. You know, so, 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 so either the child likes them or the child is not uncomfortable, they'll let the do, child do what they want to do. But see, I'm 58. I'm counseling some of them children that nobody did what was best for them. So now I'm in a position where I'm the agent of change, but they already had agents of change. They had their parents. So I have to give them the truth, and I have to go through the, the, the wrestling, the, the defensiveness and stuff like that because the parent didn't want to deal with it, didn't care enough. We, we read earlier today with Jesus, uh, uh, David said, Lord, you afflicted me out of faithfulness. Like you faithfully said, I, this is what you need, and I trust that you can handle this to get who you're supposed to be, to get what your purpose to do. I'm not going to back off because it's uncomfortable, but I trust you can go through this. So I'm going to do what's best for you, right? Right? Okay. Well, a lot of times parents don't do that, and you, you, it's, it's unfair to the child that they're not getting what they need to change. They're not getting what they need to, to what? Change, okay? All right, so let's go to Proverbs 15. Because again, either you're subject to an agent of change or you are an agent of change. And, a lot, and most of us are, are both. You know, we're, we're submitted to people that's assisting us in our change, and we also have people that God wants to use us to assist them in the change. So Proverbs 15.22 reads this. It says, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. So remember, uh, we just said that people or agents of change are placed in your life to assist us in the transforming and the purpose. So that's what God, that's what counsel is for. You know, counsel is to assist you. Look, look here, go to uh, Proverbs 20, since we're in Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs 20 and um, verse 5. Proverbs 20, verse 5. So it says, it says, counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will draw it out. So here you have these agents, uh, the multiple counsel, their safety. But when you come around a counselor, this is what's so tough. Consultation doesn't mean the person is like, like, like you're all nothing and they're all knowing. That's not what counsel, counsel is. First of all, no man or woman of God knows what to tell you. Like we don't know what to tell you. We, we yield them to the Holy Spirit. We have no idea. Like it's not like... When you call with an emergency, you don't send your notes in advance, do you? Hey, I'm about to call you. I'm going to call you at 3 o'clock. 
this is what I'm going to deal with. You got time to go over these notes, find as many scriptures as possible. It better be legit now because this, this is a quiz. You're about to have a quiz, a crisis quiz. Yeah, nobody does that, do you? You call in the moment, and in the moment, the expectation is, hey, this is what you do, bro. Step up to the plate. Quick recognition. You need to recognize and you need to solve what I'm dealing with right now. And you need to be patient through my funk because I'm going to fight you through the truth. I'm just letting you know that right now in advance. Right? So even though I'm coming for help, I'm going to give you a thousand reasons to justify my position while you're trying to help me. I'm going to probably talk more than I'm listening. Right? But, but this is the key. So how do we get the, where do we get the wisdom from? Number one is the Holy Spirit. Two, it's already in you. The Bible says you have a treasure hidden in the earthen vessel. You, but the Bible says the strong bears the infirmities of the weak. I know that's the scripture I'm about to read here shortly. Well, I'm not dealing with the crisis. Pastor Mel is not dealing with the crisis. So the crisis is not weighing us down and clouding us our thinking and weakening our resolve. That's what it's doing to you. So what we're doing is we're pulling the curtain past the craziness, the, all the stuff that's trying to bombard your mind, all that noise. We're digging through all that noise. We're digging through all that pain. We're digging through the deception, the confusion, and the frustration, digging inside and pulling out the wisdom you already had in there. The scripture says the counsel is bound in the heart. A man of understanding will draw it out. And I'm going to tell you how I learned it. I had, uh, when I, I worked for a church for uh, 12 years, we went there for 18. And so, so, I, so when I first got to this church, there was one minister, he was the guy. Uh, and so he, he ended up in a major crisis in his life. And for the first time, he, 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 he sought me for, for counsel. And now, I didn't mind talking to him, but the whole time I was sitting there going, I don't know how this is going to go because... We weren't just, we were peers, but for a long time in this person's life, he had been out of head, and I didn't see, his, see the person as a person that would even seek counsel. I just, if I could be vulnerable, transparent. So I'm sitting there like, Holy Spirit, now I got I to gotta help this person, but I've got to answer this right, because this is a man of God. This is a minister. And so the Holy Spirit just start, started downloading stuff and all types of stuff and had me asking him questions to discover some solutions. And he said, man, you really helped me. I said, be honest with you, no, I didn't. I said, all this wisdom was in you already. I said, just right now, this, this, this crisis weakened you and you didn't have the strength to pull it out. So, so I, just, I, I just had the, the strength to cipher through all this weight to pull out the counsel in you. See, agents of change. So, so you can go to counsel. Counsel doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means right now what's weighing on me, I don't have the strength to pull out those treasures hidden in my earthen vessel. Right? But some of us run from accountability because we think it's going to make us look bad. Not in front, of, in front of a man or woman of God. Maybe somebody, not, like, like for us it doesn't, because we're responsible to, to deal with people's hearts, not magnify their behaviors. Like we don't operate that way. We can't because everybody's in a process. Everybody's evolving. So we deal with hearts, but we normally don't get to 
some people are so busy trying to seek the wisdom and protect their reputation, they don't get all the information they need. They'll use up two, three hours saving their rep when they can just save that for something else and just get the wisdom they need. Because we're not looking at magnifying behaviors. We're trying to help to heal hearts. We already know the person is a great person, great heart, going to do great things. Like, listen, I've been a fool so much in my life, but God's still allowing me to do, to participate in the kingdom, to serve at some phenomenal levels and serve some great people. But he, he ain't basing it because I've been a fool. He was basing it on my heart. So you know what he told me and Pastor Mel? That's how I need y'all to operate. I dealt with y'all according to your heart. You deal with everybody according to their heart. Right? So that's why we can have the extra conversations. I know somebody thinking about that right now, right? Somebody going to take advantage of it. Well, you're saying we can have the extra conversation. I got an extra one for you right here after church. Glad you brought that up, Pastor. So, <laughs> Galatians 4. Galatians 4. Now, this is uh, our church's heirs, Christian Center Church, equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. But we have two foundational scriptures, Romans 8. You know, we're joint heirs with Christ, of course. But this is our, our primary scripture. This is the key scripture for this church. Um, it says, uh, uh, verse 1, uh, Galatians 4, verse 1. It says, and now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, differs nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors, agents of change, until the appointed time of the father. So this is the thing. So God said, uh, heirs Christian church is refuge. It's, it's uh, equipping heirs for the kingdom of God. So everybody has this great purpose, and God says, okay, your job is to make sure you assist them with the wisdom they need to, to, to fulfill what they're supposed to do. So it's preparation for purpose is what that scripture says. Preparation. So it's not... There's a guarantee that you're designed for something great. It's a guarantee that God has already given it to you, uh, has already placed it in you. It ain't no guarantee you're going to do it, though. And then it's definitely no guarantee you're going to, even if you do it, you'll be able to handle it. But the purpose of Galatians 4, 1 and 2, preparing people for purpose, is not just making sure you get to do it, but also, so it's not, it's, the goal is not to get you, to assist you, as an agent of change to obtain, but it's to assist you to maintain and also to reproduce from there. So it's not just obtaining. Most of us live our whole life about obtaining. I want, a, I want this. I want this career. I want this profession. I want this. Obtain, obtain, obtain. I got to grab this. I got to have this. Oh, when I get this ministry, what? What? Yeah, so it's all about obtaining. But it has to, but very few people maintain and very little few reproduce. Right? Because they've aborted their preparation, their agents of change, their tutors and governors, until God's appointed time. They, they, they went out ahead of their tutors and governors. They aborted preparation. They jumped into platforms that they could do, but they couldn't handle. They jumped into platforms that they could do, but wasn't ready to hold on to. Right? And some of them have jumped in the platforms that they could do and they could maintain, 
but because they didn't learn how to be a, a true servant, every level of leadership is another level of service. They're not reproducing. So God is like, from way back in Genesis, uh, 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 be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Everything, replenish. Yeah, be fruitful, be fruitful, obtain something, multiply, replenish, keep it going, man. Freely has been given to you, freely you should give. That's what a true agent of change does, right? So, so, and this is the thing, when agents of change come in your life or tutors or governors come in your life, to, to reject that help is to frustrate transformation. When you reject help, you frustrate transformation. When you reject accountability and responsibility. When you're just freelance, it's a dangerous place because there's very few agents of change around you. So there's going to be limited transformation. You'll be moving, though, like being a, like a seed in the planet under the dirt, and it's just going around in circles under the dirt. That is not the design for a seed. It's supposed to evolve. Break through that dirt. Produce something, right, that other people can partake of. Be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bring forth fruit in your season. Other people partake of the fruit. Apple trees don't eat their own apples. We've talked about that here before, right? So agents of change are equipped with love, truth, uh, discernment. They're equipped with those things. So, so, so the thing about discernment is you don't, a true agent of change doesn't say everything they see, but they do see. So, okay, so I already gave you all my, 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 my chess strategies. I'm about to just give you another one of my strategies. All right. I probably ask 80% rhetorical questions than I do really asking discovery questions. But I do ask discovery questions because I don't know everything. But, but, but if God sends me to talk to somebody that he's having me to be an agent of change of, God's giving me advanced information. So I'm asking, so, so for me, I'm asking to see how honest the person is, how, how vulnerable they are, how accountable and how responsible they are, especially as people are growing as leaders. Like, like, think about how often, okay, right now with the church, we're growing church, we're new church, we're about, this is our ninth year, out of our ninth year, so how do we vet leadership then? How do we vet leadership? Based on what people say they can do? Based on people wanting to be in position? Based on people uh, having a bigger voice? Oh, I know how we do it. Based on people giving their accolades. I got this degree. I got this background. I have this skill. Okay, so if that matter, uh, so right now, you're single, you're single, so this guy, sitting, no, this guy sitting right here is single. So what he's going to do is he's going to tell you, give you, he's the best husband in the world, best father in the world. He's actually, uh, uh, he's going to give you the world. Uh, you, you, you one for nothing. Uh, he's, a, he's a solid man of God. He knows the Bible backwards and forwards. Uh, just give you a whole his resume, and then you just call me and Pastor Mel up this week, and we'll schedule for you guys to be married. Oh, it don't work that way? <laughs> okay. 
the the child said it works, so we already know we got we got issues. <laughs> we got issues right now. <laughs> we got issues. He's like, oh sure, that's how you do it. <laughs> so guess what? We can't do leadership that way either. Because these leaders are agents of change. And and and, and uh it was me, Ray, I think it was Ty. I'm not sure. I don't know. It was me, you, I know Pastor Mel was the fourth person. And we were just talking about leadership and I was like, well, you want people to see the whole picture. Agents of change see the whole picture, not just what's important to them, though. So, like, when people ask you questions, you, you say, man, hmm, there was a whole lot going on around them before they asked that question. Did they consider all those things before they asked? I had somebody tell me, hey, I called you. <laughs> I called you. What's wrong with you? You got the call? First of all, you don't know I got the call. Two, you assume that you're the only one that calls me and I'm on call waiting for your number. As if I'm not talking to all these hundreds to thousands of people. I'm just waiting on your call. I'm going to call you, but I'm just saying like, and then one person said, "Uh, I emailed you. But they said it like, I emailed you. The person's no longer around. Otherwise, I wouldn't have used that example. (laughs) <laughs> right, right. But it's like, I emailed you. I was like, okay, so let me put me in a position. I had to explain. Let me explain. I get thousands of emails, texts, voicemails, phone calls. Uh, what, what you got? Messages through uh, Messenger. I said, so it's not like, I said, so it's not like I, I was sitting around. And then I got to get to all those messages with all the different crises going on, right? I said, so, I said, to, so if I wanted this person to see, to be a leader, be an agent of change, at least consider those things. So then there's a follow-up. Hey, I sent you an email. Uh, I don't know if you got it. I just want to do a follow-up. That would be more a person that's looking at the whole picture than what's wrong with you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Just keep that in mind. Keep, keep that in mind as we talked about this. So our, this is the thing. Um, God is sending help around us, but sometimes our habit of hustle can alienate God-given help. Because sometimes we have a habit. We got a hustle habit. So help comes, whoa, and we figure we, our reflex is excuse or attack. Right? Excuse, justification, and attack. So, so now... What are you telling to help? You telling to help? Okay, if you try to help me, you try to help me. Let me see if I can do this. Let's see. Let's see. Excuse me. I'm good, right? I'm just. Marcus ain't gonna like this, but I don't care. So, try to help me now. Person over there, try to help me now. You're going to have to go through some stuff, brother. You're trying to help me. So now, the, the help, there's not, they're not, it's not welcomed. You've created all these diversions and all these hurdles. It's not welcomed. You're making somebody work hard, and all they're trying to do is offer help. Right? And that hustle. Nah, well, I didn't really do it that way. You thought you saw it that way, but it really didn't happen the way you saw it. The reason why is because, see, you have on 150, 
glasses? Well, see, you need some 300s to see that you saw this a little different. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing is, did you really see it exactly that way? Oh, no, did I say that exactly? You know what? You win. You've just justified your position. It's okay. You can stay there. Since you've worked so hard to convince me of this position is justified, it's okay. You can stay there. God sent me as an agent of change to help you to transform, but I guess you're good with conform. So that's fine. And see, so that, that's the tough that our hustle really, um, it messes us up. See, we could be wise to the street and ignorant to the whole. See, see, because, you know, some people probably, I say, you know what? They ain't street wise, man. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. I get it. You learn stuff in the street. And guess what? It ain't like nobody taking you to school and you getting degrees for this thing. What you're doing is you're making mistakes and you're getting taken advantage of. So you have to figure out all the, all the angles of everybody trying to be slick. And so now, no, no, you know what street wise is? Paying attention. That's all it is. But that doesn't make you see the whole. Some of us will park right there. See, I'm streetwise, because you know, I'm, I'm streetwise. And there's so much more to life than what you learn in the street. You can't package that and take that everywhere. As a, a preacher, he's preaching over in Seattle, and he start breaking down the, 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 the history. The testimony, you know, see, I was back in the days, I was on drugs, I did this, uh, I was smoking weed, man, you know. And a lot of, a lot of uh, venues, man, you went through all that? Man, you've been through a lot. God sure delivered you. That wasn't this response to this community. They was like, why would you do a dumb thing like that? See, in their culture, nobody did anything like that. You see what I'm saying? In their culture, like, why would you go... Why would you even do drugs? Why would you even get high? So he had to change his whole communication if he wanted to reach them. But we assume this same testimony of all of the, the I'll use me, all the dumbness I did at every venue, that's good. Oh, this is showstopper right here. You know, I was raised in foster foster family. Uh, I went through this. I was on drugs. I, I yeah, I free base code. I almost got killed. This, that, and the other. That's nice. But that doesn't play out everywhere. You see what I'm saying? So so sometimes, and, and see, see, God's trying to change us to expand our ability to see. Because what's stopping us from finding out what we don't know. It's those blind spots that we haven't opened ourselves up to see, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. See, see, uh, I know you, you've heard this statement a different way, but I'm going to say it this way. Sometimes um, uh, we're so earthly, we're of no spiritual or purpose good. See, I know you heard it the other way. You're so spiritual, you have no earthly good. All right? You've heard that, right? Is it, no, sometimes we're so earthly, we have no spiritual or purpose good. Because a person that's trying to walk in the spirit and operate in the kingdom, they're looking for agents of change. Listen, these guys right here, I don't know why. I'll be picking with y'all all the time. But I wish I had what they've been afforded. I'm talking to guys right now. 
that wish they had someone that would would answer the questions for them, guide them through. I was I was giving my testimony to his, uh, his friend of mine. He he does uh he does uh he has radio show does uh uh, uh broadcast uh uh. Division One athletic games. I won't say the games, but when we were talking, I thought he knew it already. But he was walking, he was listening to my story, and he was like, "So why'd you do that?" And I was like, "Well, I didn't know. Nobody told me." I, I said, "I made I made mistakes. I made mistakes and blew some things in in high school because he thought I played in high school because I played college basketball, but I never played in high school. I didn't say I shouldn't have played in high school. I didn't say I wasn't good enough to play in high school." I didn't play in high school because I didn't have agents of change around me walking me through. I was supposed to be a football player. That was my favorite sport. I show up when school starts. I didn't know you're supposed to go in the summertime and, and work out with the team because I didn't have parents to, to hey, you want to play football? We're going to take you to meet the coaches and, you know, start your workouts. I show up, I was like, how they got games? When did they practice? I was naive. Right? You want agents to change. You don't want to act like you know. You can actually, newsflash, you don't have to act no more. You can actually find out. <laughs> you can actually find out. You don't even have to act. <laughs> you can just, hey, you can ask questions. <laughs> How about that? Isn't that a novelty, right? See, so, but, but now, now to, for us to really uh, navigate through this, to be an agent of change or to embrace agent of change, we're going to have to love the truth in love. We're going to have to love the truth in love. Right? Uh, let's go to Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. See, the interesting thing is Everybody out here ain't telling you the truth. That's why we got to embrace such a relationship with God so we have a sensitivity to the truth. But we'll look at this. Jeremiah 23. Uh, start at verse 16. Jeremiah 23, start at verse 16. It says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, not unto the words of the prophets. Uh, no, hearken not. He says, hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain, selfish. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say uh, still unto them that despise me, right? The Lord has said, ye shall have peace. Uh, and they say unto everyone that walketh after imaginations of their own heart, no evil shall come upon you. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord and has perceived and heard his word? Who has marked his word and heard it? And um, uh, he, he, he goes on to just share uh, his wrath coming. But what he was saying is these false prophets are telling you it's all good, but it ain't good. It ain't good. It ain't all good. He says, my prophets will speak the truth in love, not just tell you, it's, you know what, you, you, you know what, it's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's all right. It's good. Hey, 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 nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Hey, you know what, 
I make mistakes too. You know, hey, nobody's perfect. You just keep keep doing what you're doing, man. It's all right. You know, Lord, Lord understands your heart. And the by and by, it's gonna be okay. You good. Bam. But suppose he needed some truth to change. Okay. <laughs> you, woo! You know what? That was a powerful prayer, bruh. It's a powerful prayer. Because it was emotional? Not because of the results it produced, because it was emotional. Like, like, so what are we doing? Yeah, woo, woo. You know what? You about to go to another level. God's about to take you to another level. Based on what? We go to new levels through truth. God has called him to do great things in this world. He ain't doing it without truth. Lord shared some stuff through him earlier at 9.15, but he ain't sharing that if he ain't getting truth. You see what I'm saying? Like it, it comes through truth. We evolve through truth. We think we, we think we evolve through pacification. No, that just keeps us stuck. There's people around you right now. All they need is truth and love. You don't have to like, you, ain't, you don't have to be mean. Hey, I'm going to help you. Ask them some questions. If they're negative, instead of amplifying, man, negative all the time. Why are you, I notice negative comes out you all the time. If they're not consistent. So, so what do you think the results of your inconsistency is? How do you think that's affecting others? Okay, so if you don't do it, how is it getting done? If you don't do it, how's it getting done? And then what's the ripple effect? What's wrong with asking that question? Is that, is that putting somebody down? That's what I'm saying, but, but this is what we're, <laughs> it's okay. Man, I watch people hype up folk, and I'm like, that person is not anointed. I, I'm just being real. I'm not, see, 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 y'all go. There y'all go. I just, I just. I didn't say no names. I just said, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, but I wouldn't go to the, you ain't anointed. That's, that's kind of cold. You, I wouldn't do that. But I'm not going to pump them up like they are. But guess what? I will give them the truth of love. I will guide them into anointing. You see? <laughs> I know that sounds kind of crazy. But I will. I will. I will. I'm like, okay. They desire to be anointed. They're talking like anointed. They're acting like anointed, but they're anointed. So I'm going to guide them into anointing. <laughs> and, and you know the stairs they got? Bronco, you know the stairs they got to climb? Truth. And you know the road they got to drive on? Truth. <laughs> you know the food they got to eat? Truth. <laughs> Everything is to be about truth. I'm going to guide. See, because me and my wife, we're agents of change. It's not our job to... Again, magnify behavior. It's not our job to go, you ain't anointed. You keep acting like you're anointed. You're distracting people that are trying to be anointed. That ain't our job. Our job is, okay, where are you? Here's a truth. Here's another truth. Here's another truth. Here, here. Had you considered this, guide you into all truth. You see the difference? But you don't just leave a person there. I learned this years ago. Never let another man fall. 
You don't just leave them there. You don't show up at a prison with cake and ice cream. You got keys in your pocket. You got the keys to release the person from prison. You show up with cake and ice cream, you have wonderful conversations with the person. Oh, you know what? Hey, you know what? Whatever you need, I'm there for you. Now you got the keys in your pocket the whole time. And then you go, hey, you have you need, I'm there. You got your cake and ice cream. I put some money in your books. You good? Now, now the person can be released. I'm not, I'm, y'all know I'm not talking about a physical prison, right? All right, so, so, so you show up and you go, okay, and then you leave feeling good. I was there for them. You had the keys in your pocket the whole time. You know what the keys were? Truth. You just let them, you just made them comfortable in prison, that's all. You feel good because you, got, you have another pet project. You're okay as long as they keep needing you from behind the bars. But that's not your job. Your job is to release them. John 8, 32. 8, 32. John 8, 32. <laughs> Maybe I'm missing football a little bit. Just, just a little, right? Uh, you should know the... That's how people are free. What do what? The truth. We hope we holding on to the truth. Like, uh, oh, you think I uh, like God? Holy Spirit is. Hey, I need you to share this with uh, Pete. <laughs> Shares with Pete. You know, uh, I don't know, but Pete, Pete, Pete looked kind of game facey today. Looked like he from Nord. You know, he looked like Pastor Keith. I don't know. <sighs> you know, Pete might snap on me. I don't know. I don't know. Pete might just break down and start crying. But, you know, Pete, you can't really tell Pete nothing, man. Pete, man. Pete be tripping, man. Pete, you know Pete be tripping. You know, and I, I'm not really trying to hear that. And then suppose he don't believe what I... Why are we doing all that? Let's give the truth. Use your faith to share truth. Right? Agents of change, right? Oh, I see some things stirring up on the inside of the believers right now. <laughs> Looking at scenarios and situations of compromise, enablement, pacification. I know, I don't think pacification is a word, but I just keep using it. <laughs> right? Yeah, I see, I see what we're doing. See, false prophets are agents of complacency and compromise. See, the, see, the Bible called false prophets when they say it's all good and it ain't good. Not just the person the false prophets that tell you a lie of something that's not in the Bible, but that, that the scripture says they're sharing stuff out of their own heart and desire, not what God says. That's what false prophets are doing. That, and, and, and that information leads you to be vain. Information coming from God's agents of change, God's prophets, leads you to love, to give of yourself. Right? So, so, so he's, these false prophets are causing complacency and compromise. Got people stuck in the same place. 
and compromising under the guise of, it's okay, baby, it's all good. No, it's not. It's not, it's, listen, it's not all good. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his, his purpose and harmony with his will, Romans 8, 28, but it's not all good. That is a lie, right? It's not, listen, listen. <laughs> Scripture says God is at, has not meant for none to perish. That's God's desire. Have people died? Have people died without Christ? You know why? Because people have choice. I said before you, life and death, blessings and cursing, choose life. This is the thing. So you can't, because you think a person deserves something. It has nothing to do with what you think they deserve. It has something, listen, their choice. Like you could think somebody deserves to go to heaven because you like them. They ain't going to heaven because you like them. They're going to heaven because of their choice. You can't force nobody into heaven. Just like God can't force you to accept them. But we, because we, we, you know, listen, listen, I've said this before. I just want to repeat it. Only because we live a dominant life where we think Christianity is just kindness. Christianity involves kindness. The truth in love doesn't come across. It's kind, but it doesn't come across that way to people. Bible says he chastens them he loves. Description in 2 Timothy 3 for our, was it, master life? Uh, it says the, the word is profitable for doctrine, right? Correction, reproof, and instruction in righteousness. Matter of fact, hold on, let me just make sure I got myself together here. Doctrine, correction, reproof. Where, where, is, where is kindness? It's not listed in that scripture. How often do we reprove anybody? I'm not talking about we get all worked up and we think we super Jesus and the person got a devil on and we go, I rebuke you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how often do we really challenge and reprove people like what Jesus did with Peter. Get thee behind me, Satan. Like you, you, you got this. You don't, you're not focusing on the things that of God. How often do we really correct people, challenge people? Not, not, I'm not talking about put people down. I said the truth in love. See, the package is love. Every time I've corrected my grandchildren, I have a great relationship with all my grandchildren because it's never been personal. Matter of fact, if you go back, anybody that worked with me in corrections, they'll probably remember this. When I restrained people in corrections, I would be in their ear. Now, I had them, well, you know y'all can do about it now. We had all these techniques. Man, man I couldn't use all them techniques, man. Technique one, give me your hand so I can put you in technique one. Technique two, give me both of your hands and leave them at your side. That stuff didn't work. I put them in a hold so I was protected, but also I could protect myself from hurting them. So I'd be in the ear, listen, every time you move, it's going to hurt more. If you chill out, you'll be fine. I never made it personal. I didn't get mad, worked up, and snatched somebody up because then I'm going to hurt them. I didn't want to hurt them, so I said, you have the choice. If you keep fighting, it's going to hurt more. If you relax, it'll hurt less. The, the choice is yours. And then I used to whisper in the ear, man, I don't want to hurt you, man. Just chill out. Every time. I, I, 
because that was my goal. With my grandchildren, I'm not going to get, oh, you come in here. You, ah, ah. Man, come on, I'm, I'm going to hurt that kid because I'm clouded. No, no, it's not personal. It's not based on my convenience. It's based on what's best for you. So that child will always come back. That child, nothing will change because it wasn't out of anger. If it's out of anger, child lightweight don't know if you love them. Okay, I see that's a lot of amens on there. Hallelujah, glory, glory, glory. All right, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ is Lord. You guys are so excited. I know what it is. Everybody that's watching uh, on uh, live, you all, hallelujah. That's what I heard. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank y'all. Good looking out. Good looking out, y'all people. I knew it was something. I knew, I knew I was hearing some type of cheer come from somewhere. All right, so, so, so Ezekiel 3. Um, so truth is our agent of change. It's our check engine light. Truth is our agent of change. Let's go to Ezekiel. Truth is our agent of change. It's our check engine light. And, I, and I, I realized this a long time ago. A check engine light tells you what? Not a trick question. Something wrong. Well, check the engine, right? When a check engine light come on, do you break it? Do you argue against it? Do you defend? See, there you go. You're going to come on. Ain't really nothing wrong with the car. Why are you just going to come on and flash on me like that? Man, the car is straight, man. Well, the reason why it's making that noise is because, you know, I was just going fast and slow at the same time. It ain't really, it ain't no idling, man. You just think it's idling. You tripping, man. Why are you just going to come? We don't do that, do we? What we do? Check the engine, don't we? So truth is the same thing. Truth is just saying, check the engine, man. You don't have to defend it. You don't have to fight. It ain't busting you out. It's just saying, check the engine. Right? It's an agent of change. Check that engine. Right? Teandre? Y'all get an amen. <laughs> ah, my guy. I love you. <laughs> You're my guy. All right, so what did I say? Ezekiel 3? Um, is that what I said? Oh, verse 17. It says, son of man, I have made thee a watchman or agent of change. I have made thee a watchman into the house of Israel. Therefore, hear the word at my mouth. Look, look, and give them warning from me, right? Give them warning from me. It says, when I say unto the wicked, twisted, it says, they shall surely die, and thou giveth him not warning, nor speaketh to warn the wicked from his wicked way to what to save his life see i'm telling him he should surely die not to kill him to save his life remember hezekiah told me he's gonna die he repented got 15 more years right right he says he says the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity look 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 but his blood will i require at thy hand it says yes yet if thou warn the wicked and he turn not from his wickedness nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. Again, when a righteous man 
doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die. Because he has not given him warning, he shall die in his sin, and his righteousness which he has done, his, and his righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood will I require at thy hand. Hold on a second. So this is saying if a person's wicked, you need to let them know. If you don't let them know, I'm requiring his blood at your hand. It's, it's your fault because you didn't even let them know. But if you let them know and they still do what they want to do, your soul is delivered. See, so when God gives you a truth, if you don't share that truth, God's requiring your soul. Then it says, if a righteous person, ho, 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 you read that? If a righteous person goes and becomes wicked, twisted, wicked means wicker, twisted, does stuff that's not in line with God. He says, that person, there's stumbling blocks set for that person, for that person to, to this hurdles for that person to go, man, what in the world? I need to, uh, Psalm 19, Psalm 119, we read it. Was it, I think it was 59, where David said, I, 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 uh, I will ponder, I consider my thoughts. No, I thought on my ways and I turned my feet. <laughs> like I, I thought on my ways like, oh no, this is not good. I'm gonna have to repent and turn, right? So he says that righteous man does that and does not, like operation wickedness, he says that person will die in their inequity. All the righteous things they did will not be remembered. He says, but if you didn't warn them, blood is required at your hands. I'm, 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 I'm getting you for that. So, just, so whether they're righteous or unrighteous, they still need the truth. But we magnify. Somebody said, I think Trina, somebody said, we was talking in a master life class, like, we be magnifying the negative. Man, look at that fool. They, you can't tell them nothing. Well, you know, you can't talk to them. You know, you know they always doing something crazy. Did you talk to them? Did you address the behavior? Did you ask them, hey, I noticed you do this, but then you're actually, I mean, it's just throwing me off because I see you raising your hands, lifting your hands up to the Lord, but help me out with this. Tell me what you're thinking. See, you don't have to bust them out. Just ask them what they're thinking. Sometimes you'll hear this. I wasn't. I just wasn't thinking. I, I never even thought about this. Or sometimes you go, you got these, you, you, you woke me up. Well, sometimes, who you think you're coming at? Stay out of my business. At least you shared your truth. Right? Ages of change. Amen. Hallelujah, Pastor. Woo! Woo! This is hot. <laughs> See, <laughs> and, and this is the thing. I know, I know as an agent of change, sometimes it's, it's uh, you know, we have to really present ourselves as living sacrifice because people ain't trying to hear it all the time. Because a lot of times people size up the messenger at the expense of the message. People size up the messenger at the expense of the message. Some people determine, well, it has to come from uh, this great person with uh, 100,000 members in their church or something, you know, whatever. Or sometimes it goes, well, I have to establish you as someone that I think is qualified to communicate this truth to me. 
Now, I know when I make this statement, I'm saying that I have to be of a quality to qualify, but I've, uh, I got a pass on that. I've been grandfathered in as someone that can assess you to determine if you're able to assess me. It's, it's kind of real simple. Galatians 4.16, am I your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Am I your enemy because I tell you the truth? Am I your enemy because I teach the truth? Am I your enemy because this is not a truth culture that we live in? People flock to, a, to accommodating venues. People that's going to water them down or people that's uh, respective persons. How much money you got? Oh, cool, 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 cool. Hey, hey, listen, nobody's perfect. You just keep coming around with your money. <laughs> In, travel, interview people. Travel around the country. I'm just, I just got to give you the truth. Your life is more important than mine. Your, your life is more important than Pastor Melanie's. When somebody's willing to tell you the truth, man, give them a break, will you? They, they're showing they love you. You know, the easiest thing to do is to let you wallow in your mess and to go away and enjoy that I'm not in it. The easiest thing to do is be like that, that, that was the publican and the senator who went to the synagogue, be like, glad I'm not like him. That's the easiest thing to do. Don't nobody want to say the truth. I don't even want to tell you the truth. I don't want to tell you the truth. But my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. I have to glorify God, my spirit, and my body. I got to tell you the truth whether I want to or not. Listen, I've said, DJ, I've said, why me, Lord? <laughs> Can it be somebody else? Like, why I got to share this? But they was just around all they did this week. Listen, they just went to such and such church, man. Don't, why couldn't they tell them? Boy, just go and tell them the truth. <laughs> and that's what I'll do. I'll go tell you the truth. And at the risk of, ooh, this person may never speak to me again. But I just showed you I loved you. Because I was willing to lay down what was important to me to do what was best for you. Are we doing that? I mean, even with our kids, for that matter. Are we buddy-buddy, pacifying, you know, no truth, though. I hear y'all out there. I hear y'all. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, man, for your support, brothers and sisters. <laughs> so, 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 just uh, scripture says in 1 Peter 5.18, don't muzzle the ox. You know what that means? Don't muzzle the messenger. Don't muzzle the person that God, the agent of change that God is sending to give you truth. And some of the, some of the hustle, some of the defensiveness, some of the, the running, some of the excuses, uh, some of the hiding, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, uh, you could, it's not muzzling me and Pastor Mel, obviously, but you could be muzzling people in your life that really just want, they want to tell you the truth. You know, uh, I, I shared these guys when they first came to the church, they had a, uh, you better not speak to me demeanor. Y'all remember that? We talked about that, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Now, they never said, it never came out their mouth, you better not speak to me. But they had that demeanor. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't hard, it was fear. Yeah, you're in church, mom brought me to church. First of all, I didn't want to go to church. I could have played PlayStation, could have kicked it with the fellas. You're trying to bring me to church. And my picture of church is crazy. Like, so, you know, it's a bunch of people to tell you, say one thing and they do something else when they're at home. You know what I'm saying? That's my picture. And you're going to bring me to another, you're going to bring me to Hypocrite Central. <laughs> and I got to go in there and deal with these fake people, hallelujah in, but they don't really live the life. And you're just going to just take me, oh, okay, yo, bro. Let's go tolerate this, this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, that's the demeanor I'm saying. But what is that saying? Even, even though, obviously, we have a great relationship now. You know, we've, we've bored through, uh, <laughs> you know. But what is, what is that saying? That's saying, I'm putting a muzzle on you, ox. Don't speak any truth today to me. So when people come around you, is it a welcoming heart to receive truth? Are you excited about Jesus? Or are you defensive? Are you nasty? Are, are you, before they open their mouths, this blonde come talk to me and they're like, what you want? What you want? Well, go say what you got to say. Get it out the way, girl. Right, do, do I, do, am I coming at it like that? <laughs> she didn't say amen, did she? No, no, I was, I, just, I, was like, I was like, hope not. <laughs> like, like, hope not, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so, so are we welcoming truth? Because guess what? It's what's been stifling us from really changing. It's been stifling us from really changing. Now, everybody's not coming at people crazy. Some people just like, oh, phew, they almost got me. Yeah, or, or uh, <laughs> you know, they get out the door before we talk to them, but we're at the door. I don't know how that happened. Me and my wife be getting in the car, be like, did you see such such? I said, yeah, but she says, did you speak to I said, I didn't even see him get by me. <laughs> I'm like, I, they, they, they was here. I saw him. I'm at the door. Like, I'm at the door door. Like, like nobody's going out another door. Like, how did this happen? You know, I guess maybe, you know, somebody said this, so I did this, you know. <laughs> you know, listen, we're harmless. All we got is truth bullets. That's it. Truth bullets. So they're like, they're like you know, uh, some, some of the police stations have the, what, what do you call them? Uh, the rubber, is it rubber? Do they use rubber? What do they use? Rubber? Yeah, so they hurt, but they ain't going to kill you. Well. I guess it depends on what type of gun you use. <laughs> they shoot you in the right spot, but <laughs> it's just true. All right, that's all. All right, that's, I, I think, I think, let me see. I think that's enough for the day. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I think I covered everything. I, I'll just give you 1 Corinthians 5. Uh, we're in there. We're in there, 1 Corinthians 5, okay? We have all these great leaders growing up in church, and, you know, you can't always have meeting, leadership meetings and stuff like that. So what you have to do is every venue, you have to assist people in getting what they need to be good 
leaders, you know, and, and this is a part of it. Being agents of change, how to possess uh, God's promises, you know, being unshakable, you know, pictures and pieces, uh, not uh, training yourself for damaged thrones, you know, like all these things are, are trying to assist us uh, in getting somewhere. So uh, 1 Corinthians 5, verse 1, it says, it, it, is reported, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. So it's saying these people are committing fornication, but there's, there's somebody in the church that took it to another level. He's sleeping with his father's wife. Now this is, Corinthians, this is Church of Corinth. This, we ain't even got to 220, 2020 yet. This is what's going on back there. He, so he said, verse 2, he says, And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that has done these, uh, this deed might be taken away from among you. For verily, as, as absent in the body but present in the spirit, uh, it says, for I verily, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have judged already as though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when ye are gathered together, and my spirit with the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. That, that's, that's Bible. That's, uh, that's King James verse. That's, my, that's not my scripture. I didn't, I, that's not my opinion. What he said was, hey, y'all just rolling with all types of fornication in the church. And then it got to a point where it's advanced into somebody operating in incest. And y'all walking around puffed up and no one's mourning. You don't, you're not grieved to a point where, man, we got to help this guy. He says, I ain't even showed up yet. It's almost like I'm there. He says, and I've already judged. He says, when y'all gather together, y'all got to turn this person over that Satan can take care of his flesh. So you got to do his best for this person that basically his, his, his flesh may be persecuted, but will save his spirit. Remember the scripture says in Proverbs, it says, beat a child and they shall not die. What he's saying is beat the, 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 the demonic spirit out of the child, not break the child's will because you're angered. So what it's saying is, is, is remember I told you the child's CPR, if the child's got something lodged in their throat, you're thrusting to get it out because you don't want them to die. But you're not trying to punish the child. You shouldn't have, shouldn't have ate the thing. That's why you got it in there. You're not doing that. You're trying to relieve what killed them. Does that make sense? But in anger, you're actually, you're actually uh, imparting what can kill them. Did you hear what I just said? All right, good. All right, so uh, so let's stand on our feet. That's that's we can just pray.